Just like a muscle, here we will grow stronger for his sake and for the sake of the gospel. So please, brothers and sisters, join me here at Jacked for Jesus. Welcome back, brothers and sisters, to Jacked for Jesus. Um, I'm Andrew Kufal. It's a pleasure to be with you guys today. And for the second um, day or episode of my series, Promises of Christ and Fruits of the Holy Spirit, I wanted to speak about peace and knowing that um, everything, that all will work out for, uh, for good. And for those of you who have listened or haven't listened, I'm just going to uh, just recap a little bit of what I talked about last time, and that was joy and salvation. Um, so Christians or non-Christians alike, um, I just want you to hear the message that we have all sinned. We are all sinners. Um, and Jesus Christ came as God. So we believe God is our creator and he created us. We believe he sent his son, who is also God, Jesus Christ, fully man, fully God, to die on the cross for our sins so that we may be, so that we may be made um, clean and holy and righteous um, in, in the eyes of God. And because of that, Jesus is um, our Lord, our Savior, our Messiah. And because of that, we we have full we have full access to God. We have full access to His promises. And that's really why I'm making this series. Is, is saying a lot of Christians know they're saved and they have a good idea of what that what what, what of what that means. Um, but I kind of want to touch more on all of these other promises that Jesus Christ makes uh, for His children. Um, and his children is just the people that choose to believe in his word. Um, and so I'll, I'll speak more about that today. Uh, th- those of you who are not believers and really want to get a good grasp of this so that you can you can submit your lives to the Lord with a, with a, with a whole and open heart, then I would recommend to, to read through the four Gospels. Just start with one. There's Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Um, just start with one, read it through, and, and, and you're going to understand who Jesus Christ is, what he came down to earth to do, um, and why he is our only uh, He is our only way to heaven and to uh, the presence and promises of God. With that being said, that was the last episode. So if, if you're interested in that, go go back and watch it. I think it's like around half an hour, so not too long. Um, but today I wanted to talk about, again, Peace and knowing that everything will work out for good, um, and that's the promise. That's the promise today is that everything will work out for good, and the fruits of the Holy Spirit I will talk about today is peace. Um, but before I get started, before I start reading some scripture here, um, I just want to make a quick prayer. Uh, so, Lord, thank you for drawing everybody here today for for allowing me the opportunity to have a computer, to have a phone, um, to have a Bible, to have access to all of these privileged, privileged, privileged things, Lord, so that I may be able to uh, speak about you, uh, study about you, Lord, what, who you are, what you do, um, how much you care for us, Lord, and what and what being in your presence feels like, what 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 comes with it what comes with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Um, and I, I just pray that everybody listening, whether they're an adopted child of God in your kingdom or, or if they're, or if they're new uh, or if they're not at all, I, I would just pray that you would fill them with the peace of your Holy Spirit, that whatever struggles that they're facing, whatever pains they're facing, whatever distresses they're facing in their, in their life right now, I ask that um, for this moment, while you're with them, Lord, and for all of your children, that you may just put put that distress to ease. Just let the presence of you uh, of your Holy Spirit descend upon them, and just comfort them, Lord, to give them peace during this time, with a soft and open heart to, to listen to what uh, you have you have taught us, Lord. I I pray that they would just trust you with it, that they would just uh, be open to welcoming you in their hearts. Um, and Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for being our creator, our redeemer, our, our savior, our safety, our refuge, our protector, Lord, our armor, our helmet, our shield, and our sword, Lord. Um, and Holy Spirit, I just ask that you uh, may go ahead of me and that I may walk behind you in this in this podcast episode so that um, 
everybody listening will hear your voice, will, will hear your words, Lord, not not my own, but, but your words, Lord. Uh, thank you again for allowing me this opportunity and for the opportunity of people across the screens to be exposed to you, Lord, your messages, your fruits, just, just your presence, Lord. Uh, we all ask us this, this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, um, with that, I would love to get started. Um, for those who want to read along, I am going to read John chapter 14, which I think I read during my very, very first episode, not of this series, but um, my episode kind of re- recapping the gospel. So those that are interested in that too, you, 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 I'll do a similar reading here. But I'm going to be talking a little bit more about peace. Um, so if you're more focused on the salvation message, watch my first two episodes. But I'm going to just go ahead and start reading uh, John chapter 14. Last Supper Discourses Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you also may be. Where am I going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father and that and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time and you still do, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen. I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do so, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. Um, that's that's halfway through John. I'm going to stop here and talk a little bit, and then I'll read the second half of chapter 14 in just a moment. Um, but I want to emphasize how Jesus starts this conversation. So for those you know, um, before Jesus died on the cross, um, he kind of had this last supper, this last Passover meal um, with his disciples. And this is part of, and it's not all of it, but this is part of the conversation he's having with just his, his apostles, his, just his disciples. And so we have Philip, um, we have Thomas, and they're, and they're kind of just talking there. Um, the apostles are kind of confused. They're not necessarily sure what Jesus is talking about. Um, but again, today I want to talk about knowing, I want to talk about having peace by knowing that all will work out for good. And so I'm going to emphasize a couple verses here. The very first verse of chapter 14 um, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. For context, and for those of you who are not um, very familiar with the gospel message, this, um, this is kind of more context, more just details. Um, but before this, in their conversation at the Last Supper, um, Jesus has uh, prophesied the betrayal, uh, two betrayals of his apostles. So he knew... Judas was going to betray him um, by kind of like riding him out to the to the Pharisees and to the religious leaders for 30 pieces of silver. But he also predicted um, Peter denying him three times. And so at this point in the conversation, like his disciples are sitting here and their their Lord, our Lord, God in person is telling them that they're going to do these bad things. And so, I mean, I feel everyone in that situation would be kind of like stressing out and all anxious and just torn up. And that's part of the reason that Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. So even to these people that he know, uh, he knows are imperfect, are sinful, um, or even go as so far as to betray him for money, even to those people, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. 
You have faith in God, have faith also in me. So this is this is this is Jesus saying, just rest rest in my peace for a little bit. Just just rest knowing that it's gonna be okay. Um and he talks about that more. He says, In my father's house there are many dwelling places. And he and he and he speaks, he continues to speak about how he truly is in the Father, he truly is God, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. And this kind of ties back into salvation, saying that no one is good enough to, to get to heaven. Heaven is a place, a perfect place in the presence of a perfect Lord. And so we can never be perfect people um, to be worthy of, of, of being just in the presence of God, being in the presence of and being being in the presence of heaven. And so Jesus is saying, you have to let me wash you. You have to let me cleanse you by my sacrifice on the cross. And you have to believe it with faith. And that by my grace, that's the only way to get to, to heaven, to get to God, um, to receive all of these things. So that's kind of a recap of the salvation. But because of that, he's emphasizing to his disciples that they can put all of their faith in him. That, that they can... They can rest in peace knowing that, yeah, they're, they're imperfect people. They're going to make these mistakes that he, Jesus pointed out in, in, in front of his apostles. The saying, there is going to be mistakes and, and really major ones like um, betraying J- Jesus for money. And, and I can just see that being a, a very stressful situation for the apostles. And he's um, the Lord so kind and considerate and compassionate to, to, to just start, just start by saying, do, do not be troubled. Just trust, just trust in me. And so that there's more, not, there's more than enough places in my father's song. So he's saying, I, I'm saying, I'm, I'm predicting these bad things you guys are going to do, but don't worry. Cause there's, there's plenty of places in heaven. There's plenty of places for you to reside in my father's presence, in my father's house. He's so, he's so gracious about that. And then he says, where, where I am going, you know, the way. And he says this, and he says this, and they're kind of confused. But he says this saying, um, and he emphasizes saying, I am the way. So he'd say, I am the way to all of these good things that God has to offer, that the Father has to offer, which is peace, love, joy, uh, self-control, kindness, uh, all of these all of these good um, characteristics and fruits of the Spirit, um, promises of God. All of it comes from first from our salvation, from believing in Jesus. And truly, Jesus did all of the work. We, we can do nothing for it um, other than believe in him. That's that's all we can do to change where we're going um, and, and, and our presence with the Lord is by choosing to believe in Jesus. Um, I feel like there's another verse here I was going to point out. Yes, he says, believe, in, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Um, and then he, he actually goes on to say that believers will do greater works than these because he will be with the Father and the Holy Spirit will, will reside with us. And, and by doing that, we will have a perfect, um, we'll, have a, we'll have an intimate, personal connection and relationship with God. Um, the the bridge of sin that or not the bridge but the gap of sin between us and God will be um, will be closed by this bridge that is uh, Jesus' sacrifice God's God's grace by doing that we have full access to God and His promises and He even goes so far to say if you ask anything of Me in My name I will do it and so it's just this reassurance of um, like God God hears our needs He He hears our emotions He hears our struggles He Here's our fear, our fears. He knows that we're stressed out about doing the right thing and all and all of these things. He hears and knows all of that. He says, um, "If you ask of anything in my name, I I will do it for for His purpose, for His good." So it's not like you can say something crazy like, "Oh, uh, Lord, make a PlayStation right in front of me." But but what He is saying is, if you truly need something, He knows your needs. He He knows your needs before you ask. Um, he's gonna make sure that you're cared for. Um, and He does that. Firstly, by uh, his sacrifice on the cross, by saying, no matter what happens here on earth, by believing in me, you have secured, uh, I, I have, not, not I, but Jesus has secured um, 
Jesus has secured our, our place in, in the Father's house. He has secured our salvation. He has secured um, where we will go on the day of judgment. Um, he has secured all of these things. And so he's saying, ask ask anything of me in my name i will do it i i i hear i hear your needs i hear your i hear your cries for help and and don't don't be afraid have faith in me keep all of your faith in me just submit all of your troubles to me and i and i will take it um so i want to continue on that a little bit more and he digs he digs into it a little bit more um for the rest of of john chapter 4 starting at verse 15 so i'll just start reading that um the advocate If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, which the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows it. But you know it because it remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Judas, not the Iscariot, said to him, Master, then what happened that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling within within him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, yet the words you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. I have told you this while I am with you, the advocates, the Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name. He will teach you everything, remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but the peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you, I am going away and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father, and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. Get up, let us go. And that wraps up chapter 14. Um, and I think this kind of this this half of the um, chapter really, really emphasizes the aspect of peace that God offers us. Um, but I, I, I want to make a few things clear. Um, he starts at verse 15 saying, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Um, I want everybody listening that if you're familiar with the Old Testament commandments, that's not necessarily what he's speaking about. There's some of those that he agrees with. He's saying like, um, like you shouldn't kill people. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't kind of these well-known bad things. And he speaks about that more in the gospel. So I don't want to focus on that too much for today. But I do want to clarify that the commandments he's talking about is um, loving our neighbor. He says that in John 13, 31, or not 31, 34, saying, I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you, so you should also love one another. Um, but But the greatest commandment is to love God. And so when he says that, he's speaking about um, keeping those, those commandments, loving him and loving his, um, loving our neighbors, our, 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 um, the other children of God. Um, and then right after that, he says that he will give us another advocate to be with us. And he's speaking about, he's talking about the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit. And he makes it very clear that the world does not n- know of the spirit or accept the spirit saying, those just living in the temporal world, those not focused on spirituality, those who are um, blinded to the truth of the gospel, um, or who have just never had the uh, chance to be exposed to it. Um, I don't say any of that to condemn any of you all. I'm just trying to speak clearly about what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying those people um, don't really see or know or accept the spirit of truth. And that the only way to accept and receive the spirit of truth is to believe in Jesus' works, is to believe in what he did on the cross. Um, and he emphasizes, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And this verse helps us um, understand that 
once we put once we put our faith in a belief that Jesus truly died on the cross for our sins, he's saying, um, like uh, he won't leave us. Like he's staying with us forever. He he paid the high price so that we can be in his presence all of the time. So that after we die spiritually, we can be in his presence um, for eternity, for beyond the dimension of time. Um, yeah. And that's, that's just amazing is that he's saying, um, I've chosen you, I've called you to me. And now because you believe, I, I'm not, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Um, I'm not going to call you orphans. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I'm going to call you my friends, my children. Um, and I, I will come to you. I will seek you. Um, and then he speaks a little bit more about the commandments. And again, that's talking about the greatest commandment is to love the Father, to love the Lord, and then to, to love thy neighbor, to love uh, one another. Um, he speaks about that a little bit more. And then he says, the advocate, the Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything and remind you all of all that I, I told you. And this is really important. So all of you who are just listening to, the, to, to me reading this right now or who are um, sitting down reading the gospel for yourselves, Christians, non-Christians, if you are truly, if you have truly accepted the, the gospel message and you believe it, all of the revelations, all of the learning that happens from reading God's word um, or just experiences in life, like um, lessons that we learn by trials and tribulations and just experience. Um, the Lord is saying that, that that's the Holy Spirit teaching us. And that when we learn what he has told us, so we, 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 when we learn his word, we have it in our hearts. We believe the gospel message. Um, he can talk to us. He can he can remind us of, of the scripture, of these messages that we need to hear in the moment. Um, and for security, for peace, and all these other things. And he continues saying, peace I leave with I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. And so he's saying, he offers a peace that is beyond the world. And I'm sure all of you listening, whether you uh, believe the gospel message or not, I'm sure we have all experienced a time in our life when we seek safety in something uh, physical, whether it's like, well, it could be literally like a, a nap or we, we seek um, peace in uh, video games or just zoning out, reading a book or listening to music. I think we've all had moments where as we're seeking this uh, form of peace, we get to the point where we don't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really help us. We don't really feel the peace. It may be a distraction or a form of escapism or or something that uh, takes our mind off what's going on, but it doesn't really seem to offer like true, full, satisfying peace. And the Lord's saying, that's that's the peace I leave with you. That that peace you're looking for is something that's only found in, in my presence, in my spirits, in, in my words. Um, and this this is him promising peace. He's, he doesn't just say, I might give you peace. I might leave you with peace. He says, peace, I will leave with you. My peace, I will give to you. So he's saying, we put our faith and our trust in him. He will leave us with these things. Because he, he opens the outlet for us to just give him our troubles, give him our tribulations, our trials, our our hardships, our pains, our struggles. He hears it. He He speaks the language of tears. He knows our pain. And he's saying, I'll take that pain. I'll give you peace instead. Um, a supernatural peace that is beyond our human understanding. Um, and that's that's really just amazing. And then, he, of course, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Just continuing that message is saying, don't be troubled because you have faith in me. You're in my hands. You have my peace. I have done all the work. I've paid the high price for all of these promises to be fulfilled for, for you all. Just Just rest in me. Have peace in me. And it's just, it's just amazing. Thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just amazing. Um, it's just amazing. And then uh, I want to make another clarification. In verse 30 says, I will no longer speak much with you for the ruler of the world is coming. He's not talking about God um, in that verse. And sometimes uh, even I get that mixed up. He's talking about uh, Satan, the adversary, the devil, um, whatever you call him. 
So he's saying the devil's coming. And that's why he says he has no power over me. Um, is because it's it's Satan. Uh, God and Jesus the Lord has complete authority over everything. So he has he has no power over Satan. Um, but Jesus Christ will will, willingly um, give up his life to deaths. He will descend to hell so that we we may have um, a, a way to heaven, to, a way to the Father. And that's why he says, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. Um, and then he just finishes by saying, get up, let us go. And that's, uh, and that I think that could just, that kind of wraps up the conversation. Um, and I, of course, at this time, the, the apostles didn't know about, didn't, didn't see the whole picture about the crucifixion, but um, we're blessed right now to understand what Jesus meant in, in that moment. Um, so yeah, this is a really powerful chapter kind of talking about salvation again, but also talking about uh, the peace and the, and the faith and the, and the, uh, just the rest that we can find in God. Uh, and I, I want to read another scripture here or not uh, just a verse. This is Romans eight chapter eight, verse 28. And it says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to the purpose for them. And this is kind of going back to one of the promises or to the promise I'm talking about today, which is saying that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Um, and so this, this verse, what Paul is saying in Romans 8, is saying those who trust God and reside in God and, and, and believe in what Jesus Christ has done, these people, their lives... God, God uses their lives, their circumstances, their actions, and he, and he and he's he says, God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God, and are called according to His purpose. He's not saying God can take a little bit out of our lives and make good from it. He's saying He can take every aspect of our life, um, everything, all of our imperfections, all of all of these things, all of our works. Um. All of the gifts he's blessed us. We, he can use everything in our lives for the good of God, for the good of those who love God, for God's purpose. Um, and while John chapter 14 was speaking about peace, um, this is the promise, one of the promises that God God makes us. Is that everything will work together for his good, for the good of those who love God. And so I want you to know that I think these I think these things go hand in hand, and that's why I wanted to talk about them together today. Is saying that this this level of certainty, not only in this specific promise, but in salvation, that's where all of these promises stem from. But the certainty of salvation, the certainty of these promises, help us have peace in God. And it's kind of it's kind of uh, dualfold. It kind of goes back and forth. Um, having peace helps us acknowledge that God causes everything to work for good, that he takes every hardship, every distress, every pain and uses it for good. But it's also kind of the other way around too. We can look at that promise in times of, of, of trials and hardships um, and say, Lord, like, I know that there's going to be good that comes from this. I know that there's a purpose for this. There's a purpose for me being alive right now. There's a purpose for my existence. Um, that you don't need me, Lord, but you want to use me, that you want to love me, um, that you want to pour all of your blessings and grace upon me. Um, and we can find really true and true and supernatural peace in that. Um, and, and, and God's not limited to what he brings peace to. Um, everything that we can have an understanding of, every experience that we've ever gone through or will go through, um, God, God has peace for that. Every moment of our lives, uh, all of it, it's not selective. He, he can bring peace and joy and love. Excuse me, into every, every aspect and part of our life. Um, just supernatural peace. Again, he says, a, a peace that the world cannot offer, like a truly beyond amazing peace. And love and joy. Um, and we can, he just calls us to rest in that. He says, 
my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, we, we rest in Jesus' work. We rest in Jesus' promises, the Lord's promises. Um, but, but building on, on this promise a little bit, um, clarifying a couple things. One thing I want us as believers, um, as learners, as, as God's children, is to is to understand that when he says that everything he will he will cause everything to work for the God for the good of those who love God. Um, we have to understand that he's not speaking in our definition of good. Um, now I think our definition of good and the Lord's definition of good overlap in, in quite a few in quite a, quite a lot of areas, depending on who we are. Um, but we have to understand that our 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 natural um, understanding of good and evil is flawed in a lot of ways. And so when Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, says this, we have to understand that he's talking about God's good for the for the good of those who love God, saying that it's not judged by our definition of good. We could be going through hardship and we're like, Lord, how, how can you how can you get good from this? We can we can begin to doubt. We can begin to question um, the credibility and the uh, scope of his promise. We have to under, but we have to understand that God's understanding of good, because he is the standard, he is the definition of good, um, is beyond our full comprehension. Um, we can't, uh, we can understand it just, just like a tiny, tiny bit, guys. Um, and so with that comes, uh, comes patience and faith in the Lord, um, acknowledging that we might not see good, but that there is good coming from everything, um, because, because God has a perfect plan, um, for a fallen imperfect people but because of jesus we've been made righteous holy and clean and because of that god just pours out his love and joy and grace on us uh, we just have to keep in mind that our definition of good and, and god's understanding of what good really is 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 different um because he he gets to decide what is good um i don't think that's a bad thing if he if and he is the God of perfect grace, perfect joy, perfect peace, perfect compassion and tenderness and righteousness, um, and all of these amazing things. Then I, I think when we grasp that, we we understand as like you know, God, I'm going to trust your idea of good w- way more than I trust mine, um, and that's part of this promise as well. Um, and remember that it's he, he he's not selective. Um, he brings peace and joy and love to every situation if we allow him. He's all-knowing, all-loving, all-present, um, all-powerful. And his plans for us, for each of his children, is beyond our uh, understanding, our human comprehension. Um, it says that God thinks of us more times than there are grains of sand in the entire world, or or greater than there is stars in the heavens. Um. And whether you believe in God or not, um, he's talking about everybody. He thinks about everybody that much. And we can't we can't even begin to fathom we can't even begin to fathom that. And God loves us so much that he gave his son. He gave his son for us. Uh, yeah, I just if there's anybody to trust our lives with, to trust morality with, um, to trust everything with, it, it is God, guys. Um, it's, it is God. He's, can, he is control in control of everything, whether we think it or not, he's in complete ownership of everything. He has complete control. Now he gives us free will so we can make our own decisions. Um, but despite that, he is still in control. He still has complete authority because he's our creator. He's our Lord, our savior. Um, and so, yes, by his grace, we do have free will because he wants us to be, have the ability to choose him and to love him. And he wants us that to be a choice. Now, it says he calls us, he chooses us as his children, um, but he is in control. And um, that's why he can cause everything to work for the good of those who love God. Um, and that's just that's just that's just really wonderful. Um, bear with me here for a second. I want to read another verse. I didn't type it out in my notes here. So I'm going to flip to Philippians uh, chapter 4, um, verses 4 through 7. Uh, so uh, let me just flip to that real quick. Uh, that's Galatians. Where am I going? 
Uh, everybody that's still listening, I appreciate it a lot. Uh, very, very much. I'm going to have to check out what page is on. Sorry, guys. I should have um, had a bookmark or something so I didn't have to spend so much time flipping. Um, but I think this is a, this is a good quote, so I, I want to make sure I read this. I said, uh, four, uh, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. I'm just going to go ahead and read it here. Um, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And yeah, that's such, that's such a good that's such a good verse. That's why I wanted to read this. Um, I want to break this down a little bit. He starts off by saying, "Rejoice in the Lord always," um, and with because of Jesus, because of the Lord's grace, because of Jesus, we we can we can always rejoice um, in the Lord that He allows that because um, we're made clean through Jesus Christ. It says, "Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near." Those of you who have been Christians for a long time, I grew up Roman Catholic. Um, sometimes we forget that God is close all of the time. Um, I think sometimes we forget that the Lord is intimate and personal. Um, and because of that, we can. it makes us susceptible to giving in to temptations and giving in to lies of the enemy. Is when we, is when we start believing that God doesn't love us, when we start believing that God's far away. Um, because really, it's not true. Um, if we're his temples, the Holy Spirit resides in us. He's always with us. He's always he's always there. He's always helping us. And he's always he's always present. He's always intimate and near to us. Uh, and for some of us, that we we really need to hear that. Myself included. I'm not an exception to any of this, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, not at all. Uh, but it continues saying. Don't have uh, have no anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. This is the key. This is this is this is the key here, guys. So we're talking about peace, and some of that peace comes from knowing that God will have everything work out for good. Um. But what 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 what's being outlined here in Philippians um six, uh four six is saying. We can access that peace by being mindful and present with the Lord. It says, with thanksgiving um, and prayer and petition, um, make your requests known to God. And this kind of goes back to John chapter 14 saying, ask anything in my name and I will do it. And that's Jesus talking. It's And so what this is saying is we don't have to have anxiety. If we hold on to anxiety, that can be really destructive to us. And God doesn't want that for his children. Um, so he's saying, um, just just be honest with God. Even if you're in the wrong, and a lot of times we are in the wrong, um, and we're we're fallen creatures, we can't help that. Um, we should resist it. We should desire holiness. And because of Jesus, He has made us clean and holy and righteous. Um, but we're also in the continual process of sanctification, of being made holy in our character and our actions. Um, he's saying. We can have peace. We can better access that peace with thanksgiving um, by thanking God for what he's done through Jesus, through all of the promises, all the things he's done for us, which is everything, guys, everything. It's everything. Every ounce of good that we have ever experienced comes from God somehow. Uh, whether it's directly, um, God has orchestrated that for us. He has created us even without God. We wouldn't even have existence. We, would, we wouldn't even have a human experience. Um, and everything good, whether it's enjoying food or family or um, anything that you find uh, true enjoyment from, um, God designed that for a reason to be to bring fulfillment to us, to bring joy for us. But greater than everything, He gave His Son, so that we could have His joy and love and peace directly. And that that itself was so much. You, we have every reason to give thanksgiving to God. And when we do that and we, we worship God and we just, we, we're just honest. We just pray about uh, 
what we request, um, when we just pray about it, when we just soak in the Lord's presence and just say, Holy Spirit, fill us with your peace, your love and joy. With an open heart, we just if we just openly invite God into our circumstances, into our into our presence, and say, Lord, fill this room, fill my fill my soul. I know you're always here, Lord, but I I want to be open to you. Open my the eyes and doors of my heart. Just fill me, Lord. Drown me in your love and your joy and your peace. And He will. He'll listen to us. The Lord always listens. He always answers. Um, he knows every thought, every feeling everything about us, uh, down to the number of hairs on your body. I mean, everything. Um, and that's that's such a good way to find peace in hard circumstances is with prayer. Um, continual prayer. You can pray at work, at school. Um, I would highly encourage if you're not finding time to, prayer, to, to pray um, isolated, in a closet, uh, before you go to bed, wake up early in the morning, um, and just be with God. And that's um, amazing beyond what I can describe. Um, and that's what Paul's talking about here is that we can find that peace. We can uh, submit our anxiety by prayer, by petition. Um, we can ask anything of the Lord. He might not He might not answer all of it, or he might answer all of our requests in ways that we might not expect. Um, but he has uh, his plan, his answers, his gifts are more perfect than anything we can think of. Um, and so that's not necessarily a bad thing. And then because of that, he says that then the peace of God that surpasses, that surpasses all understanding. So a peace of God that we can't even begin, begin, begin to comprehend will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So he's not just saying that he's going to give us peace. He's saying that peace that we can't fully understand, that God will f- pour on us, He's also saying that it's going to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So saying because of Christ Jesus, we can have this peace um, and it can guard our hearts from evil things or from from things that will hurt us. Um, and so not only brings us relief and satisfaction and, and this deep, intimate presence and peace of God, it also further helps us in the future. It helps prevent us from being hurt again in the future protects our minds, our knowledge, our emotions, our hearts, our love, um, with peace, with peace. And if we can learn to walk with peace and joy and love and faith in the Lord, um, you'll find a lot of the things that used to bug you will, will bug you a lot less. With anxiety that just uh, uh, would not let you go, uh, you'll notice it start dissipating. And that's not just me speaking from personal experience. It is. I, I have experienced that. It's also a promise. This is God's promising this us. And, and no matter what it is, well, you, you may say, well, I, I have horrible depression. I have horrible anxiety, clinical anxiety, clinical depression, uh, I, uh, genetics, or, or, or I've been abused, or all of these, all of these things. And God's saying, um, my peace is greater than that. My peace is greater than everything in this world. That no matter what you think my peace can't help with, my peace can his peace can. Everything, if we put our faith in it, if we put our faith in Jesus and we truly trust God with this, he can't, he will, he will, he says he will bring peace upon us. Peace that the world cannot offer. And I just want to emphasize that. It's not just, where it's not just, where I'm, it's, it's, it is it is a, a very lovey-dovey kind of emotional conversation. But more than that, it's not just a little bit of peace. Um, it's perfect peace. This is we think of peace as a soft thing, but in this way, it's sharp. His his peace is sharp, because no matter what wall is keeping us from feeling peace, God will cut that down. He will remove it, and He will find a way in every situation to bring us peace. Um, and that His peace, His love, His joy will chase you down. You can't run from it. As a child of God, He will bring it to you. Um, and just thank the Lord. I talk about it, it makes me tear up a little bit. Um, it's just, it's just amazing, guys. Um, let me see what I have in my notes that I haven't spoken about yet. Yes, to, to, just to clarify, the fruit I'm speaking about today is peace. Um, 
and again, the ha- peace and everything. And it's not just the hardships too. I'm kind of focusing on the hard things because that's really applicable to a lot of people's situations. But it's also in successes. Sometimes we we face big opportunities, big responsibilities, big, big successes. And even though they're good things, sometimes we can get fear and anxiety that we can't handle it well enough. And God's also saying that we can submit those things to him too. We can say, God, I, I trust that you will lead me in this time. And he will give us peace, and even in wonderful, happy circumstances too. Because understand, he understands that we have anxiety about these things sometimes. And, and he's going to bring us peace for that too. So it's not just peace in hard and painful situations. It's peace in every situation. Um, good, bad, neutral, all of it. Um, all things, all trials, all circumstances, all past, all future, all traumas, everything. Um, he, he can... He can and will and is able to bring us peace. Um, and again, this is because of Jesus dying on the cross. This is because of our Lord, Jesus Christ, our Savior, um, taking the price of our sins so that we may have a full connection with God. Um, and his perfect peace will just penetrate every part of our lives. Um, but we also have to be willing to submit some things to the Lord. We have to submit our emotions. We have to be honest with him. We have to be honest to him about what's going on. And we have to have trust and faith and, and, and submission to God to say, God, I tr- I trust this promise. I trust you in this. And I submit my, my pains to you. I submit my life to you, all my situations, my future, my hopes, my dreams. Um, I, sum- I submit it to you, God. And he'll give us something better. He'll give us perfect peace, love, and joy. And so what I would encourage all of you again, um, kind of talking about uh, prayer again, uh, I just encourage you instead, when you face an anxiety or a hard circumstance, just take a moment to think about God and, and just just pray a little bit. Just be mindful of his presence or think about uh, some scripture think about what he's done for us and, and how much he loves us and and all of these things and i'm going to read a verse here that i think um in times in the present moment when we're going through anxieties i think this verse can provide a lot of peace um, this is matthew 7 7 it says ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you and he's saying um if we truly seek God, if we truly seek his peace, his love and joy, that it will be given to us, we will find it, and that the door will be opened. Because God has allowed the door to be unlocked between us and God. That there is no gap anymore. It's a bridge. It's a one. It's a two-way connection. We can speak with God. God can speak with us. And everything that comes with that. So he's saying, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. That in these in these moments when we have anxiety, just remember that. Remember that all we have to do is ask and submit our situation. Um, seek the Lord's presence and peace and joy, and He will He will He will let us find it. He, he'll give it to us. Um, or knock with questions, with petitions, with requests, or just knock um, on the door, just to let God's presence overwhelm you, and, and it'll be opened. He'll flood you with his presence. Um, and I think that's just just really comforting. I don't know about you guys, but it's comforting for me. Um, very much so. Um, and that's all. And, and, and sometimes people think prayer is just sitting down and kneeling beside your bed and, and, and talking to God. That is prayer. But prayer, can it can also be um, more continuous, just thinking about God in our day-to-day lives, being open to his voice, um, thinking about meditating on the scriptures, worship. Um, prayer kind of envelops a lot of these aspects. And, and it's just being mindful that God is always with us. He's always near. Even in this moment, me talking to you right now, or the Lord speaking through me to all you listening. Um, he's intimate with us right now in this moment. He's with us. Um, and that's just amazing. That's remarkable. Um, well, I hope that all of you have taken something from this episode. It dragged on a little bit longer than um, my last one. And this is a little bit of a harder topic than just understanding joy and salvation. Because peace looks different in a lot of circumstances. But 
this is the promise. This is the fruit that God offers us um, by dwelling in his spirit, by trusting in his word and, and his son. Um, and with that, I just I just want to um, pray us out real quick. And I hope that all of you guys have a good rest of your, your day, night, week. And that you may just continue to encounter Jesus in your everyday lives and, and, and seek his presence. Um, Lord, thank you again for all of these people listening. Even if you're just touching one person, if there's only one person listening to this right now, Lord, I, I just pray that you would show them how much you care about them, Lord. That you would show them that they they are, are your prized possession. That you love them like a son or a daughter or a child. That you cherish them and you want to pour out all of these wonderful things on us, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that you would continue to touch these people um, and continue to touch me with your Holy Spirit, um, your presence, um, and that these people and I I may continue to trust and believe in your promises, um, all of them of salvation, all the other promises you make for your children, Lord, um, and that we may dwell and receive and accept your perfect peace, your perfect love, and your perfect joy that we may continue to encounter you in our lives, Lord. We may be continue to be touched by you, Lord. I mean, that we may uh, walk boldly in our lives because you have opened the doors of our hearts, because you have bridged the gap between us and you, Lord, um, through your son, Jesus Christ, that we may be bold um, with the peace and the joy and the love you've given us. We may be bold with the gospel you've given us, um, that, you have, that we may remember that you've given us a spirit of, of faith and strength and courage and victory because of your son, Jesus Christ, that we don't have to live in fear and suffering any longer. Um, And that all of those who are struggling so much right now, that they may receive this message, that they may um, remember that this, this time on this earth is short and that the time you have given us, Lord, never ends. Um, And we... I, I love you, Lord, and I hope someone listening to this loves you too. Um, and uh, Lord, I just uh, all around the world, especially in Israel, Russia, Ukraine, Palestine, uh, but all over, every place, every moment, every household, um, Lord, that you would continue to save um, people, your sheep that are lost, that don't know you, Lord, that don't know the amazing things you offer, Lord. I, I just ask that you continue to give them opportunities to find you. Um, that the workers in the field, the people that do know you, Lord, would step in, would step up in faith, and courage, and victory, um, just, just to help, to help, Lord, to help these souls. Um, and I just pray all of this in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Um, amen. I love you, Lord. Um, and I love you all who are listening right now. And um, I hope you have a good rest of your week. I'll be back soon with uh day number three of promises and fruits of the spirit so bye guys